0: My friends, we are going to grow and get better together. This is not about me. This is about us. Welcome to Win Today with Johnny Martin. Welcome back, friends. Welcome back to another episode of Win Today with your boy, Johnny Martin. So happy to be back with you guys. I appreciate you all that have tuned in over the last several months as we all look to tap into our talent, strengths, and gifts and define our why. As I told you guys, since we first started this journey together, I'm going to try to uh, invest my time, energy and resources into finding people from all across the country and all walks of life that I think really epitomize what it means uh, to write their own story, to define their why and to inspire others along the way. I'm really, really excited to have a not just who I think is going to be a great guest, but a really, really good friend of mine in the studio today. A little background on our guest, Uh, born and raised in New Jersey, took his skills and talents to Syracuse University, where he's a defensive lineman for the Orange Men from 1999 to 2004, Um, had a stint in the NFL with the San Francisco 49ers, and is now currently the head strength and conditioning coach with Excel Sports Academy out in western Massachusetts. Uh, He has really spent the last decade of his life working with not just student athletes, but uh, athletes at every level and every sport across high school, college, and the professional level. My man, Chris Ferrara, so good to have you here, brother. Thank you for having me, appreciate uh, it. Oh man, it'll be a lot of fun. We I think we got enough of the hijinks out of the way before we started recording, where the folks that are in charge of this operation won't get too upset with us, so we should, we should be all right. <laughs> uh, so what I wanted to start with, Chris, is, um, you know, since I've met you and known you, your, your biggest role has been in, um, in the city of Springfield as a strength and conditioning coach. But over the last several years especially, you've really worked to expand that to do a lot more sports-specific strength and conditioning, not just with kids within your building, but from all over the area. And now folks are even starting to come to travel to you to get some of that, that stuff done. Where did the passion for strength and conditioning start for you and sort of take us to how you have put a career together around it? Well, I was taught by probably some of the greatest strength and
1: conditioning coaches in my eyes, uh, William Hicks and Hal Luther. Hal Luther graduated Springfield College, William Hicks graduated NC State. I would they took me under their wing up at Syracuse. For 5 years I was there and they gave me all the knowledge and that actually my second year in Syracuse I decided to switch my major to exercise science. <clears throat> because I had the passion and the drive to not only make myself better any which way I could through the body and mechanics, but also I started to feel to help other people. So when my playing career was done, unfortunately, injury caused that, I came back to New Jersey and I, you know, beating my head set up. What should I do? What should I do? What should I do? And my mother says, Christian, go train people. Sure. It's what you love. You train every day. Go train. And I said, wow, okay. So I actually walked into a gym, Not much of a resume, but I have an exercise science degree. And you played at a high level? I played at the highest level. And it all started with, you know, training, you know, moms during the day, New York Sports Club. And then all of a sudden, hey, do you train athletes? My kids are athletes. And then I started to do that. Um, And then in 2007, a friend of mine called me, and uh, he was a partner in custom-built personal training out of Atlanta, Georgia. And he said, Chris, I wouldn't call you if I didn't need you. And he goes, I said, what do you need, man? Everything okay? Family's okay? He goes, yeah. He goes, I need you to move. I (laughs) said, okay. Number one, why? And number two, where? He said, I've been following you, and you've trained me in the past, and I know you know how to start a team. Ah. Because you've been at the highest (laughs) level of professional sports. I know you know how to start a team. I said, okay. Where? Connecticut. Okay.
0: Not too far from mm -hmm. home.
1: Not two two and a half hours. So it wasn't bad. So I packed. Three bags. I called my college teammate, R.J. Anderson. and I said, hey, man, are there rooms to rent up there? He goes, rooms to rent for what? And I told him, he goes, dude, come live with me. You're good for now. Come live with me. I move up within the phone calls on a Thursday. I moved to West Hartford, Connecticut on Sunday. Wow. So I got up there, and we were in 20 gyms. <clears throat> the um, Club 24s, Oh yeah, Cardio Expresses, and Gold's Gyms up through Chicopee. So I got up here and, you know, it was a train wreck. But I always thought he wanted me to manage it. He wanted me to oversee 20 locations. Well, you can't just walk in somewhere and oversee 20 locations. You got to start at the ground. So I fought tooth and nail that I had a certain qualification to be a trainer. You couldn't have the mom and pop cert. Okay. You had to have a nationally recognized certification. So that started and very successful. Did that from 08 to 2010. And he called me said Chris I'm I'm selling my shares. They want to keep you on but I won't be a part of it and I said I'm all set. So the kids who worked for me who ended up leaving because I was going to have to leave they sure. called me and said Chris there's a gym up in Springfield Mass needs a general manager. I said all
0: right moving again. Jump again, yeah. I,
1: get in a car, go up and you know interview get it start that monday so that lasts for about two years and a guy i met in the gym daryl denson comes up to me one day and says hey uh i just got hired as the head basketball coach at central high school yeah i can't pay you can you train my kids over the summer on the field get them in cardiovascular and bring your equipment get them ready for the season we have to make a splash. Central basketball hasn't been the same since yeah. X, however many years. I said, "What nights? Tuesday and Thursday? I was free." <clears throat> I said, "You know what, man? Uh, yeah, I want to do this." Yeah. So I go out there, and it started with ten young gentlemen. Okay, well, ten young gentlemen became fifteen. July twentieth, it became twelve young ladies. Yeah. The Springfield Central girls basketball women's basketball team, team comes. yeah. So now I have 25 to 30 athletes out there, and all of a sudden this tall, lengthy, white guy walks out and says, Who are you? I said, uh, Who are you? <laughs> because that's how I get. <laughs>
0: he
1: said, I'm Tad Tokarts. I'm the principal of this high school. I said, Oh, well, I'm Christian Ferrar, I'm a strength and condition coach, and you're going to have the best girls and boys basketball team I love it. State's seen in a while.
0: Yeah, just to pause for a second and step back, for those of you that are listening, one of the things that I hope is a takeaway for you as you're listening that was a takeaway for me is that, remember, this is a dude who has was who a four-year scholarship-level player at a Division I college, uh, a very, very nationally well-known college. Played in the NFL, cut his teeth in gyms all across the East Coast, and then when was given an opportunity uh, and asked for help to help young kids get better, It wasn't about how much can you pay me? It wasn't about this is what I'm willing to do it for. It wasn't about I'll only do it if you meet this, this, and this requirement. Everything we talk about in the show, regardless of the guest, hopefully you're starting to hear some very, very consistent themes. And those themes are it's it's bigger than us and how much are you really willing to do? How much are you really willing to sacrifice and to give of yourself to try to get where you want to be? So that example of... Yeah, I I was free Tuesdays and Thursday nights, so I'm happy to work with these kids. That's that selfless driven mentality that it takes to keep climbing and not just in strength and conditioning or sports. That's the mentality that's required to keep climbing in life. And so I just I I hope that message wasn't lost on anybody that's that's tuning in. But go ahead. You were talking about meeting Tad for the first time.
1: So he asked me, he goes, "Uh, you have a college degree. I said, yeah, I have an exercise science degree from Syracuse University. And he Googles it on his phone. And yeah, it's all true, everything goes. You want a job? I said, A, a job doing what? Goes, you want to be a teacher? I said, I took a deep breath, and yeah, I man, said, especially you. I said, A teacher. And I go back and I'm thinking, I said, You know what, man, there's a reason this just happened, yeah, that's right. There's a reason I look out to these kids and I said, This is a reason. So I said, Yeah, I, I'll be a teacher. So I, you know, the M tells all I have to do, all that stuff. So I start in October. And they brought me on, not only a teacher, but now the strength and conditioning coach. Well, I'm raw, okay? And I told him right off the bat. Yes, you are. I said, listen, if you bring me in, it's done my way, okay? No one gets in the way. Everything will be done by the book, but I do it my way. What book? There (laughs) there usually isn't. There never is a book. Your book. There never is a book. (laughs) Yeah, your book. So... The basketball team knows me well. You bring me, you bring a six foot four, two hundred eighty five pound gorilla, into an urban school, and they didn't put me in a math class. They didn't put me. No, in a, They no put way. me in the safe program. Okay. Now the safe program. Just so you guys understand, it was the twenty four worst behaved attendance grade kids in the school. No one wanted to deal with them. No one. And I'll get back to the strength and condition piece in a second, but I think this is important. No one wanted to deal with them. And I sat in that class the first day, and these kids were in awe of the way I looked. And I sat there. I, I still said, am, and I've uh, known you for years. Years. And I sat there, and I said, you know what? This is an opportunity for me to use what I've done to help these kids. They've never had success in it. This whole brand-new program. So all of a sudden, I said, "I'm going to use what I was taught: discipline, hard work, no excuses. You do those three things, kids. You'll be successful in this classroom." And we had a great succession rate seventy five percent graduation to the next year. I've been there four years now, and I love it. And I owe it. My mom always said, "How you know? How, how do you feel being a teacher?" I said, "Mom, if I would have known this is what it was when I got done with college." I would have been 15 years
0: in it. Yeah, but but it's different though. I think too, right, Chris? Because like you talked about, sort of like that that moment of fate when you met Tad and you're working with these kids. It's amazing where life takes you when you when you focus more on tapping into the stuff that you're really good at. And then you you probably never thought back in the day. Well, just based on my skill set and what I love to do, I'd be a great classroom teacher. But now you take those those three sort of pillars that you talked about: discipline, hard work, no excuses. You take it into an environment where isn't. Let's be honest, it's not your traditional English or math class. These are kids who have never, in a lot of cases, been supported, been loved, been cared for, and have had no success—not just in school, but in life. In a lot of cases, at all. So it's a, I mean, it's a whole different animal. You probably walked into a situation for you based on who you are, that was a more natural fit, based no, on your absolutely, personality.
1: Absolutely, it was. It was absolutely, I couldn't be in a regular classroom now. Right. So I now four years. I don't know that you could have then. No, I couldn't have been then. I probably still can't be now. <sighs> but the success I've had there has been tremendous, and I love it. And that, that'll be my home for the next 20 years in that program. Yep. So now I say, I go to Tad's office, and I said, I need to know where where the steel is, man. I want to see the steel. Yeah. Okay. So he walks me down to the weight room. Seven racks. The place is a mess. Yeah. I love it. Of course. You want us to go, coach, we could have people coming. No, no one's cleaning anything. Leave it. Leave the sweat on the mirrors. Leave the dirt stains on the floor. Leave the blood on the rack. Leave it. Okay. I'm going to bring the football team down. Oh, okay. Now we're getting into where coach was getting all saucy. Yeah. Right? So now my skin hair is standing up and I'm the blood's boiling a certain way. Veins pop a different way. These kids come in. Right. And this is my first class four years ago, which just graduated this yes. year. Okay. And now you bring coaches in now. Well, now you see an alpha it's a different dynamic. Okay. Now you have four coaches that have been doing the best they can with what they know with strength and conditioning. Course. Now they walk in and they're looking at someone that does it, lives it yeah, and loves it and bleeds it. So I tell, Home these run. Guys, tell the coaches, just leave it be. Thank you for dropping them off. Tell me when you need them back. They'll be back to you. Now it was a battle because these kids didn't want to buy in. Okay, and I I get it. You don't ha- you don't know me. Okay, but guess what, guys? I'll get in the racks with you. Okay, so now a senior class buys in a little bit. A couple kids buy in, but what I saw was a freshman class ch- chomping at the bit to, to get a piece more. of it. Yeah. So the first year we did okay. Now in the spring I'd said to. Tad, i said Tata, i need i need equipment i need new benches and i need bars i don't need the pretty stuff so he goes oh did you look in the other weight room i said wait there's another weight room will you give me two weight rooms so in the gym which i would never go to there's a weight room sign and everything and there's probably thirty thousand dollars of hammer strength equipment that nobody's using there. no mm-hmm. one uses no one still uses it to this day yeah okay that's a privilege yeah if i'm gonna bring that into a room? Earn it. Earn it. So I have seven racks, probably a most ton of steel. I got 10 bars. I have all the safety bars and I have everything I can dream of. But I didn't get anyone to buy in yet. Not yet. So I said to these kids going into our off season and I said, guys, the summer comes, expect death. (laughs)
0: That must have gone real well with the academic
1: community. But I didn't care. And I said, expect it. I was taught one rule in college by Coach Pascuone. Yeah. He'd say it when we were running gassers in 110 degree weather. You pass out before you die. So we'll save you. There's a chance we could save you. That's right. So just give me everything. All you hope got. is not lost. All Never, never is. That's right. So now I get kids. I start building a program and not, not
0: a cookie cutter program. No, it's it. For those of you that are listening that aren't familiar with Massachusetts football, but especially Western Massachusetts football, Uh, We are sort of like and have been for decades sort of like the forgotten child uh, in terms of recruiting, in terms of uh, exposure. Anything sort of west of Worcester has long for years and years and years sort of been forgotten about in the eyes of college recruiters. And it's not just football. It's across the board. So the work that Christian's doing right now with some other folks in Excel, that's one of their primary missions is to expose these kids uh, to opportunities outside of their area. As as those of you that are listening probably could imagine in any sport the way that you do that is by by working to help these young men and women become more physically equal to their peers that are being recruited from all across the country absolutely and that's that
1: was a a perfectly said john because that was my point i came from a hotbed yes where a coach a division one coach came in the building every day every day so after my first summer we we have great results right next year good year but that senior class, they had some cancer, so we get rid of them, right? We got rid of them. Now I get, now I get some dogs. Now I got some, some real dogs with me that are also starting to buy in. But now they've bought in, and here's the thing: I said to them, I said, guys, anything I've ever told you or will tell you to do, I'll do it myself. Not oh, no, coach, you don't, you don't squat like we squat. I said, and I thought to myself, I said, you know what? They're right. They've never seen me work out. So, all of a sudden, I started stopped working out where I was working out, and I started working out at Central. With the kids. Right? And now, all of a sudden, when I'm lifting on my own time, there's 30, 40 kids in there. Place is juiced. They name Monday. I would squat on Mondays. All of a sudden, then goes through the building, bar bending Mondays. (laughs) I love
0: it. Because... I got into the rack. The bar's bending. Yeah. And guys, the stuff that for me, that's awesome about this when I listen because you and I have talked about this a thousand different times, but the stuff that's awesome is way outside of the, the just the weight piece. We're talking right now about building a culture. We're talking right now about getting to that uncomfortable place. We're talking about buying in, which is leadership, right? All of the things that for these kids and for those of you guys that are listening, this isn't just the essential stuff for moving weight. OK, I could I could talk to a 100 different strength and conditioning coaches from across the country, and a lot of them philosophically are going to understand uh, the, the, the premise behind human movement and progression and growth and all that stuff. But what is happening here with your school and with your kids, and I've seen it firsthand over the last four or five years, is that the culture has changed. Those Division One coaches that never even came in our area are coming in every day. To Central High School, into other communities, those kids who never got a look at a one day um, are now going to five, six, eight of them every off season, and and we're talking about changing people's lives, man. Like you're talking about having a hand in changing these people's lives. There's a story I want to share after, or you can share it um, when you had to visit the the way outside of strength conditioning and sort of on a tangent here, but last year, I'll never forget this, when you visited that young girl's house who, um, and I forget the specifics of the story, but the mother grabbed you by the arm and basically thanked you for saving her daughter's life. So these are the things that I don't want to get lost in. This this is not about doing a squat or a deadlift. This is about using whatever your skills are, whatever your passions are, whatever you love, using that skill set to empower other people. There's no greater gift than that, and and that's what I love about this conversation. Plus, you, your passion is so obvious for it because you just go from zero to 100. Like You're like me. We just get there instantly because it's what you love to do. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I want to talk in a few minutes about what's missing with these kids and culturally because if you think he's fired up now, guys, just wait a few minutes. Well, and I won't ramble on too much longer, but
1: that January, I had a group of kids come up to me and say, Coach, it's time it's time, guys. What is time for? We need it all. We need everything you got in that brain of yours, and we need it. Anna, I said, and I sat down on a bench, and I said, you guys aren't ready for what I have. Yes, we are, coach. We're ready. I said, okay. You miss one. Skip one. Show up 30 seconds late to one. I'm done. What do you mean you're done, coach? I'm done. It'll go back to cookie cutter. I'll go get a men's health magazine and write it on the board. Culture started. Yeah. Because now I had about, I'd say, 12 kids. Never late. Never an excuse. All grades good. And they want it so and bad. Man. I had, I should say before that, you're not welcome. I hold the same rules in that weight room as teams do. If you don't have a, uh, unfortunately, in the state of Massachusetts, a 1-6 or better, you cannot train with me. Or if you have two F's, you cannot train until that stuff is fixed because I don't care who you are, what you do, who you think you are, who someone told you are, what you run, what you bench, what you lift. You can't go to college with that type of stuff. Yeah. So that is more academic piece is very important there. But now when I have that and then I have these kids bought in and from that January on to this day that I sit in this seat now, it went from no one getting offered I Now I have Syracuse, Michigan, big-time schools coming not only to the school, but they come to the weight room and say, Coach, what, what are these kids' numbers? And when I tell them these kids' numbers, their jaws drop. And I wait for the jaw to drop, and then I say, oh, yeah, by the way, those are five-rep maxes. Yeah. So the weight I just told you, those kids are doing it for five reps. And now they're like, wait, 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 wait. And now... We've slowly built the culture in this city, not only in the city now, but now it's now trickled to the outside surrounding towns and cities. Sure has. That the only place you can go is with you, is with me. And I'm not knocking any other coaches because I love what everyone does. There's a lot of great people out there. A lot of great, awesome coaches that have a ton of knowledge. But the thing that I believe separates me from everyone else is i love the grind i love 14 hour days i love it being exhausted i love being oh yo it might be you dude you don't stop or slow down it might god might be checking you out
0: god's not ready for me yet not my mission ain't done yet (laughs) how much pressure do you feel like you put on yourself given how hungry these kids are today a lot of the kids that you work with how hungry they are to keep learning and wanting to learn new stuff. Do you feel like you're constantly in a place where you're always looking to speak to people that you respect and that, you know, and to say, because like anything else, right. As you've seen, I mean, think about when you started training, right. It was even at a, at a hotbed, a football hotbed in Jersey, where you guys were probably more progressive than a lot of other places around the country in terms of strength conditioning. But we've seen, you know, over the last Decade, at least, with the importance of uh, the core work, the importance of dynamic flex, the, you know, all of the different things that seem to come every day. And
1: no matter what you've learned at whatever point in time of your career, even where I sit today, 20 years into the game, I have to change on that a damn daily right. basis. And that might be and I say a daily basis from literally workout to workout That's because right. now I have 100 athletes that aren't all the same. And I have to be and all starting at different places, all starting a different place from seven years old to 27 years old. Yeah. From amateur to pro. And it's. I've learned that if I'm not willing to change, how can I make these athletes the best they possibly can be? And I think that's what
0: separates me is I've gotten that point now. I know what it takes. Yeah, I love that piece. If I if I'm not willing to change and think about this in your own life. If I'm not willing to change, how can I expect anybody else that I'm charged with leading or charged with helping or charged with inspiring, how am I going to expect any of them to grow and change as well? It's a great place to take a quick break. Uh, Check us out. This was part one that that we're wrapping up right now with my boy, Chris Ferrara. You got to make sure you check us out. Part two uh, coming up after the break. And as always, appreciate you all very much for tuning in. Be good to those you love. Let them know you love them. Have a great day. Thank you to Seven Roads Media and Cloud9 Marketing Group for co-producing the show. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe on whatever platform you're on. Without you, I cannot continue to do what I love. You can follow me personally on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Real John C. Martin. I'd love to hear from you, so please reach out with comments and questions after each episode. Your comments push me to get better every day. As always, thank you for your continued support, and don't forget, Win today.